0: Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Birdfoods. Welcome to a very special podcast on how to attract birds to your garden. Due to the Covid-19 pandemic, many of us are spending more time at home and away from nature. If you want to introduce a bit of nature back into your lives and you're lucky enough to have access to a garden, I'm going to give you some advice, hints and tips on attracting birds to your garden. Now the golden rule as far as attracting birds is that they will visit your garden if there's plenty of food available. So the first thing you need to do is to get some feeders and some good quality food. Then you're going to need to provide natural food, cover and nesting sites. It is easy to attract birds to your garden, however small and close it is to the city, but the variety of species will increase with the size and how bird-friendly it is and its proximity to countryside or well-wooded parks. Some birds, such as nuthatches, are never far from mature trees, whereas predators such as sparrowhawks and tawny owls penetrate deep into some cities. The key thing is to ensure that you meet the needs of your birds all year round, and that you accommodate the changing requirements of both resident and seasonal visitors. While planting bushes with berries is good for thrushes in the autumn, they will soon strip the crop. So think laterally. If you live near a wholesale fruit market, buy trays of substandard apples for them to feed on when the berries have gone. Suet is also important in the winter and will attract flocks of starlings and other birds. Dense cover will entice nesting dunnocks, robins and wrens and nest boxes are good for tits and other whole nesters. During the summer, thriving insect population benefit tits and sparrows. If you have periods when there are very few birds in your garden, think about what you can do to make your patch more attractive at that time of year. Don't be impatient. Activity generally builds up over time as more birds get into the habit of visiting a garden. One of the best ways to ensure that they return is to make sure your feeders are always full. Food, a home and security. These basics of life will bring the birds into your garden. So let's start with the food. When buying bird food, try and buy from reputable sources. This ensures that the seeds can provide the required levels of energy and have been grown with the environment in mind. But also look at what you are buying. As a general rule, the more different types of food you provide and the more different types of way that you feed it, the more species you attract in your garden in greater numbers. So a great place to start is with a good quality seed mix. If you are choosing to use a seed mix, many contain filler seeds like wheat and oats, so when buying your birdseed try and avoid mixes that contain these seeds. As much as 60-70% of a bag of birdseed contain these filler seeds, and that would be wasted and uneaten and thrown onto the ground, where it's likely to rot, germinate or potentially attract garden pests like mice and rats. Peter and Paul seed mixes have been blended to contain none of these filler seeds and have been created to provide your garden birds with a more complete style of meal. Remember, if you just feed one type of food, peanuts let's say, or a lower quality seed mix in your garden, you're not giving birds everything they need. And that distinction could be the difference between birds just surviving in your garden and thriving. Also, all Peter and Paul seed mixes have added Nutravio, a natural seed coating, which is not only a fantastic energy source, but also inhibits bacterial growth, so it can help prevent birds from picking up common bugs, like Salmonella and E. coli. Now when feeding garden birds, it's a good idea to experiment with different sorts of seed mixes. For example, if you want a seed mix with something for everyone, I would suggest that you go for my Peter and Paul Four Seasons mix. Four Seasons has been designed to attract the greatest variety and number of birds to your garden. This mix contains 80% sunflower seeds, and you'll know if you feed garden birds that that is the ingredient that's most loved by most birds in most gardens. Because it is jam-packed with the seeds birds prefer, every morsel will be eaten, and not only do the birds enjoy it, but it does them good. It's also a free-flowing mix, so it will go perfectly through a standard seed feeder. It can be put on a bird table, it can even be put on the ground, but it does contain seeds that have their husk. So to avoid a mess, you may want to invest in a ground feeder tray. Alternatively, if you are garden proud, don't like a mess, but still want to mix with a little something for all the birds, then you should go for my Peter and Paul clean plate. Clean plate has seeds that have their husk removed. For you this means no discarded husks cluttering up your garden, and for the birds, clean plate means high energy. Birds do not have to break into the seed, so no energy is expelled in actually eating it. Just like four seasons, this mix is very free-flowing, so it goes perfectly through a standard seed feeder. It can be placed on a bird table, and as it doesn't contain any husks, it's perfect for scattering on the ground. Remember, the more ways you feed, the more birds you have in your garden. My Peter and Paul Vivicolour mix has been specially designed for the smaller, prettier birds that visit your garden, the tits and the finches. These birds are some of the most brightly coloured birds in the UK, and these colours in their feathers mainly come from a class of pigments called carotenoids. They're found in plants, and vivicolour has been blended to be high in these carotenoids. So not only will this mix attract smaller, prettier birds to your garden, but it will also enhance their natural colour. It's a very special mix as it contains Niger seed in just the right proportions, otherwise known as the goldfinch magnet. Which means it's a good mix to choose if you'd like to attract goldfinches without buying a special Niger seed feeder, as this mix can be fed from a standard bird seed feeder. This mix also contains a large quantity of red millet compared to other seed mixes. Great if you are trying to support tree and house sparrows. For other birds that visit your garden, you will need a more specialist mix. Case in point is the robin. Now if you already feed garden birds, you might have bought live or dried mealworm as a treat to your special robin friend. It's a lovely thing to do and I'd never discourage it, but robins are omnivores. They have an insect portion of their diet, but they also require fruit and seeds as part of a balanced diet also. So if you want to keep your robin fit and healthy, you should be making sure you're feeding everything a robin needs. And that would be my Peter and Paul in full song mix. And if you do feed Peter and Paul in full song, you won't just be helping your robin, but a whole host of other wonderful songbirds in your garden. Blackbirds, song thrush and dunnock, to name a few. This mix can be fed all year round from a bird table or from the ground and is packed full of succulent fruit, dried mealworm, pinhead oatmeal, peanut granules and of course the plumpest sunflower hearts. You might as well think it's a blend of fruit and nut muesli for birds. Indeed, it comes very close. My last mix, my Peter and Paul mealworm mix, can be fed all year round. For insect-eating birds like wrens, pied wagtails and starlings, it's brilliant. But this mix comes to its own in a certain time of the year, the breeding season. From early spring to midsummer, when baby birds are in the nest, or when they have just left the nest, they require protein-rich food. And as mealworm mix is bursting with dried mealworms, sunflower hearts, pinhead oatmeal, and finely chopped peanut granules, that's just what it provides. This mix is ideal for table and ground feeding, and if you are worried about the baby birds in your garden, or someone that regularly puts out a single straight food in your garden, peanuts let's say try a bag of mealworm mix during the next breeding season you'll see more birds in your garden and you can be proud the efforts have probably just helped dozens of young birds and we all want to give youngsters the very best start in life don't we once you have got your food the next thing you need to think about is water so install a bird bath this will urge your birds to see your garden as a one-stop shop for their daily routine Water is particularly vital for seed eating birds that have dried meals and need to be able to wash them down. Keep an eye on your bird bath to ensure it doesn't freeze over in the winter and when defrosting it don't use salt, this can kill birds. So we are starting to make our birds feel more at home in our gardens but for birds to feel more secure we need to reduce the opportunity for predators like cats and sparrowhawks. So place feeders where the birds can spot danger easily. Avoid using garden netting, especially during the breeding season, and place feeders away from your house to minimise the risk of birds colliding with windows. Ideally the feeders should be placed 2 metres away from cover to create a safe feeding station. Nearby vegetation can provide a lookout point for birds and a place to dash to if disturbed. Keep your feeders away from fences, overhanging branches and low-lying bushes that cats can hide in. For our gardens to be a real home for birds, we should provide nesting sites. There are a great many birds who use man-made nest boxes to nest in, and the more boxes you provide, the higher are the chances of you having birds to occupy them. The siting of the nest box is important, as selecting the correct type of box. Once you've located it in the correct place, the birds will find it and hopefully make a nest. There's no certain method, but a few tips can help to improve your chances of success. Firstly, find a spot away from the day-to-day traffic of your home, not next to a door or moving object. Select a quiet part of your garden and bear in mind the activity of neighbours if they're close. Secondly, the box should face between north and east to maximise light and reduce weather ingress. Next, consider potential threats to the nestlings. Avoid locating the box where cats and other predators can lie in wait. Use more than one nest box for each species of bird. You will increase your chances of attracting your favoured bird and chances are you will find them used by other birds as well. Also, spread the nest boxes around the garden. Most birds occupy territories and so may fight if boxes are too close. Also position the nest box away from the feeding station. The feeding station attracts other birds to the garden and so requires defending by resident birds if they are close by. Do not put lots of nesting material in the box. It will more than likely put off potential occupants. You can put some wood shavings in the bottom, not straw. But the best way to help birds is to provide nesting material in your garden. Natural materials such as wool and fur are the best types of insulation material. So why not, when grooming your cat or dog, buy a great and small everyday nut feeder and put some shed hair into it and put it out in your garden? During incubation, between February and July, squirrels may attack eggs in the nest. Providing squirrels with their own food supply great and small nuts in shell and great and small striped sunflower seeds will help keep them away from your nest boxes. If you inspect the box once occupied, the birds may desert it, so unless you have a camera box, watch from a distance and avoid direct contact with the box. Part of the annual cycle of nest box maintenance is to clean the contents of the box. Cleaning can be done whenever the pair of birds have finished nesting. This varies according to the species but some birds such as sparrows can continue to lay until late summer so I recommend that you clean your nest box out between October and January. It is great if your birds use a nest box that you've put up in your garden but it's even more satisfying if they create natural nest sites. Provide hedges with dense cover to allow them to do this. Birds will be encouraged to visit your garden for shelter nesting and to feed if you plant trees such as rowan, holly, hawthorn and honeysuckle and shrubs such as easter, berberis and pycanthra. It is also important to maintain a safe environment for your birds, so remove mouldy seed from feeders and sterilise them regularly to reduce the risk of spreading disease. Clean them more frequently when there are lots of birds in your garden and or when you suspect some are sick. Keep an eye out for lethargic birds sitting around with their feathers fluffed up. When you are feeding garden birds, if you can, adjust the quantity given to the demand so you don't attract unwanted rodents. Stick to your feeding routine once you've started as the birds will become accustomed to it and rely on you. By feeding birds all year round, you're giving them the best chance of survival. By following this advice, you will provide a garden that is very attractive to birds, no matter where you live, and it will give you a chance to be able to watch them. It's a strange time out there. Watching wildlife in our gardens can offer many of us hope, joy and a welcome distraction. And so I am keen to help everyone carry on connecting with the natural world. If you do have any questions, please feel free to ask on my website or Facebook page. Well that's it from me, I hope you've enjoyed this special podcast. For further information regarding Peter and Paul Wild Bird Foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com and and I would look forward to speaking to you soon.